spend the days of my vanity I'm lost in heaven and I'm lost to earth Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, making dreams come true. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, we can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and all your premier podcast platforms. We also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Okay, we got two um, towns for shouting out. One is Firestone, Colorado. Firestone is uh, just north of Denver. It's got sprawling open spaces, outdoor recreational, and rapidly rapidly growing economy. Say that five times fast. And our other place is Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, right outside Toronto. The name Mississauga comes from the Ashinaabe. Uh, it's a word meaning uh, the great river mouth. Giving y'all a round of applause. All right, alcohol is always stored in massive quantities here on the back porch. You know, I can still party like a rock star. But it appears I can't recover like one. Today, I'm having Rare Eagle from Buffalo Trace, 10-year-old bourbon, because the wife, he scored it at the liquor store. Didn't know it was a uh, hard catch, but um, she cut in front of some blue hairs in line and scored it for me. It's it's very smooth. It's very good. I'm going to uh, see how many shots I can do before this thing's over. Kat, what you got? Um, I've got a drink I discovered watching Only Murderers in the Building. It's a Cocotini. Mm. It's very coconutty and a little pineapple and some vanilla vodka and uh, some and you got coconut some on rum. Your arm. Check that out. Uh, wow. Yeah, I have a ladybug on my arm because it's a weird ass weather day here in Virginia. Ooh, it's hot and we're on, well, we are in November. Yep, almost. All right, today we ask the question, why are you always late, okay? Like, we're not the tardy police. We don't care when you get there or if you get there. I just don't understand the mentality of someone who is constantly late. I'm sure everyone out there listening, thousands and thousands of people listening, probably knows someone, has someone in their life who is, they're always late. Not sometimes, not every other time, but consistently late. And I, I don't get it. I mean, now people getting to work late, sometimes, you know, things are going to happen. Alarm didn't go off. Uh, the car won't start. Battery dead. Shit happens, right? Well, usually the grace period for being late in a corporation, in a well-running corporation, is five to seven minutes. Eh, we'll but let that employees slide. should still report their lateness. Yeah, if you got to hit a time clock, see, that doesn't work. You're right. busted. But um, 
again, to be consistently late to anything and everything, I don't get it. I mean, if you're supposed to be somewhere at 8 a.m. and you live 30 minutes from the destination, then leave at 7.15 and bam, you're there on time. It's very simple math. Uh, A lot of people that have to be somewhere at 8 a.m., um, like they they get up at 8 a.m. <laughs> or they leave the house at 8 a.m. No, Jackass, you're supposed to be there at 8. Now, where I work, we have uh, employees who, they'll show up late, like for the interview, <laughs> the first day on the job. I, I'm not lying. I mean, they are told we'll to make be an there. excuse why they cannot make their first day of work. They're told to be. I mean, way to set an impression right on the boss. Um, where is he at? He's supposed to start today. Ah, uh, he'll be here in a little while. Um, sends a very bad message. Um, you know, actually, where I work, most of the people kind of roll in there whenever the hell they feel like it. So I. Well, you're usually the first person to get there in the morning, aren't you? Well, that's why this is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> so I'm that asshole, right? Who's going to be 15 minutes early? Now that's all right. I, you know I, what? The founder of the company was that asshole. Okay. All right. We don't need to get personal or or that local here. Okay. It's worldwide. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I don't know. You know, I, I just want to know. I. I just want to know what goes on inside someone's head who, who thinks it's cool to be late. I mean, what's going on between the ears? Years ago, um, I know I mentioned this one time before, retired football players donated their brains for research, right? Because the football players were having these mental issues when they got older. Right. So the doctors discovered this, uh, it was like a protein buildup in their brain from repeated blows to the head from playing football. They called it, it was CTE. I forgot what it stood for. You know, look, I want someone who's been late their entire life to donate their brain to research. And let's open up their coconut and see what's wrong with them. Let's see what's because They got a protein problem. You know, being late, it causes so many problems. Arguments, for one. Um, How'd you like to be in a relationship with someone who is constantly late? Uh, Not me, like three strikes. I give you the three strikes and then you're out. To me, it's disrespectful, okay? It's like you're saying uh, you're better than everybody else. You you just wait right there. You, you little peasants, and I'll grace you with my presence when I get there. You know, of course, we all know celebrities are the worst. I believe the stats show that 0% of celebs show up on time for anything. It's, it's sort of understood. Let's see, you got, um, let's see. Bill Clinton was notoriously always late. You know, they need to remind us that they're a little bit better than us. Several self-absorbed celebrities are, they got a history for it. Kat just mentioned one. Let's go uh, Kanye West. 
Well, big surprise there. Is he running for president again? No, he's Shit. hanging out in Italy doing skanky walk around walkabouts with the new wife. Nobody cares. Miley Cyrus does not own a watch. Um, Molly doesn't know what time it is. She's Molly but doesn't know like a lot of things. But if you're like their assistant and you're not prodding them, I know the ladybug's crawling all over me. It's I'm just being... creepy. <laughs> Justin Bieber shows up late for his gigs, but um, you're actually better off if he doesn't show up at all. Barack Obama, okay, can't say that. Um, let's see, Rihanna. Oh, Rihanna is She gets a tardy slip. Lana Del Rey cannot get on stage on time because it takes a while to get her hair just the way she wants it. And let's let's end. No, we'll do a couple more. Mariah Carey, another oh, that's another Mensa member. I mean, I watched her very short-lived uh, reality show. That's kind of understandable. She couldn't show up on time for that. And let's start end with the queen of them all. Wait for it. Madonna. Okay. Has anyone seen Madonna lately? Wow. Uh, um, she was at the O2 Arena last night there in London. Does she still look like she pumped her face up with a bicycle pump? It looks pump? better. The, the, all the fillers have gone down. Anyway, we could go on and on. But the celebs, you know, you should really get over yourself. Here's a situation that annoys everyone involved and that's the a-holes that show up late at the movie theater you sit down you got your popcorn movie starts and here comes loser right interrupting the whole experience sporting events um you're in your seat you got your beer game begins and here comes the late a-hole and they want to get down your rows. Everybody got to stand up and lean back and let them buy. So annoying. Concerts. When Rihanna or Beyonce, you know, decide to finally get their ass up there, you know, you're enjoying the show. Here comes the late a-holes. They need to get to their seats. They're in your rows. So here we go again. We got to let them buy as they interfere with your good time. I don't get it, you know. When, when something's going down at 8 and you show up at 9, I don't understand what is going on in these people's heads that they think it's cool to show up when they freaking feel like it. You know, some of these tardy for the party people are called procrastinators. Okay? Wait till the last minute to do anything. I got another word for it. It's called lazy. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm going to be on the other side of this. Take it. I, I need a shot As anyway. we have discussed, I have dyslexia and I also have ADHD. And my mind doesn't exactly work exactly like everybody else's. Excuse. Go on. <laughs> anyway, I used to be one of those people that was constantly late, didn't get there, have their shit together. But as... I became an adult and was responsible for myself and other people. I got a whole lot better. It, I think it's when you're an adult and you don't really have responsibility. You have other people, assistants or whatever, taking care of your stuff. And you don't feel responsible. 
the responsibility that they think they can just waltz in whenever they want to. Okay, well, explain to me. I'm, I'm asking. This is the question. You said early on in your life, if you had to be at a high school basketball practice at 4 o'clock, why weren't you there? I was usually there. It's just no. other stuff. Like when I got to college, I was like a little late for morning classes and stuff. That Boo. <laughs> I, I don't know. I read this story about Tiger Woods, who is probably one of the worst human beings to ever walk this planet, thanks to his father. Now, when Tiger sets up a meeting at noon, if you don't get there at 11.45, he tells you to fuck off. And I love it, okay? That's how Tiger rolls, because it looks like a sign of disrespect, okay? Because that's exactly what it is. Look, if you're a person who's habitually late, then own it. Say, hey, I'm late. What are you going to do about it? You know, what I can't stand are the sorry-ass excuses. You know, nobody wants to hear your freaking lies. All right? You're late. You're always late. You can't help it. Move on. All right, let's roll right into... One tough son of a bitch. All right. The World Series is happening. And let's see. We got the Texas Rangers against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I don't think any of you fan duel losers saw that one coming. So the one tough son of a bitch we're going to go with is Willie Stargell. Born in 1940 from, I think it's Earlsboro, Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Whoa. And if you were a baseball fan, like the 60s or 70s, and I know some of you punks weren't even born then, you, you remember Willie Stargell. And his name was actually Wilver Dornell Stargell. Dornell. That's Ooh. one that, that's not coming back, I don't think. Wilver. How about that one? Yeah, that one either. Signed with the Pirates right out of high school. Came up through their farm system. Imagine the racism that he, oh, yeah. that he had to experience back in that time. I remember, remember Willie Stargell is like one of the biggest cats on the field. Dude was huge, like 6'3", 250. I know he played first base. He might have played outfield maybe early on. But when he was at the plate, he would take his bat and do this kind of, it's like a windmill thing. Right. right. As the pitcher would wind up. And when dude hit a home run, it was gonzo. Okay. They're still looking for some of his home runs out of the park. 475. Out of the park, wow. out of the parking lot. I mean, dude. And he always had a big smile on his face. It's like he was having fun. Right. Playing baseball. You know, it's a game. It's a children's game. Right. Really. The Pirates kind of ruled the 70s back then. Remember... Um, they they played this song. We are family. Who? It was Sister Sledge. The Pointer Sisters. No, it no, was Sister Sledge. Sledge. Yeah, I think it was when they won the uh, series in '79. Okay, they kind of were grooving to that. And now, now when a team wins the World Series, they play the song "Me, Myself, and I." 
<laughs> by uh, De La Soul or Beyonce. Ooh, drop the De La Soul on your ass. Oh, my now, God. Back in the day, like I said, baseball was fun, right? Now it's all about these, uh, you know, who's got more tattoos, who's got on more jewelry, got the big flowing locks at the back of the hat. Just a bunch of selfish punks. I'm um, talking to you, Brian I know Harper. a woman who wants to pull those locks off <laughs> the back of that head. Woo! Willie Stargell was on two World Series teams. Uh, he was the World Series MVP in 79. Of course, Baseball Hall of, Fa- Hall of Fame. Um, seven-time All-Star, ranked as the 81st out of 100 greatest baseball players ever. But more importantly, Willie Stargell was just a great human being, and that makes Willie Stargell one tough son of a... Are we watching stuff? We're watching something, and uh, I watched this the past week, and it was really good. Um, It was The Fall of Usher there on Netflix, of course, the Fall of Ushers, our famous poem by Edgar Allan Poe. Um, he wrote, wrote it back in 1837, eight, no, 1839. And, but the, there's a guy who works, who has been working for Netflix, has done several other projects for them, The Haunting of Hill House, Midnight Mass, uh, Mike Flanagan. And he took... Basically, I mean, it was just, it's just a poem. But then he wrote this whole great thing about this family that is, um, it's the family's like the Sackler family. They have, they're narcotics. And they're as narcotics. the. They're narcotics? <laughs> pharmaceuticals. Oh. As the tale goes on, the main guy has five Six kids with five different wives. And as the story goes on, each one of them dies in a certain gruesome way. And you're trying to find out why this is happening to the family. What did you get out of the poem originally? Just that he had buried his sister in a wall and this, that, and the other. But the cool thing is, though, it's like six parts or so. And there's if you're a big Agrella Poe fan, which we are in this house. I've got a whole little statue of him over there. For Halloween, we have a setup for Halloween, and he has little Easter eggs, like names from other poems or works that he did that he wove within the the show, and it was really good. And it, I think it's an excellent thing if you were looking for something creepy to watch during the Halloween season or post Halloween season. It's a good thing to watch. It's pretty good. Called. The Fall of the House of Usher. On? Netflix. Right. Okay. After that, I'm going to need a shot. Um, Please cover your ears if you're 18 or younger. (laughs) Uh, The shot we're going to do this week is called the... We're just going to call it the BJ. The blowjob shot. Oh, she said it, not me. This is one of those shots back from the 80s and 90s, you know, where they did, well, let's do sex on the beach, and this, that, and the other. This is the blowjob shot. It's basically amaretto on the bottom, and then you layer, um, I did Bailey's in the middle, and then some whipped cream on top. It looks pretty cool. It's got three layers on it. I actually got something layered this time. Love it. (laughs) All right, we're going to... 
I'm not going to say the word. We're going to give the BJ. I'm a man. Give the BJ a try. <laughs> All right, down the hatch. Cheers, baby. Ooh. It's, uh, it's, I don't know what that is. It's a creamy, <laughs> sweet mess. Maybe I just described a BJ. I don't know. That, <laughs> I, I have never. I've only been on one side of those, so I don't really know. Oh um, my but God. <laughs> TMI. I want to say thank you, Kat. But I'd like we're mine. married, I, so I'm not. I don't have to. <laughs> I. If you're into Bailey's or any creamy type of drink, try it. It's I've been waiting good. to say this for two years. Give the BJ a try. Okay. <laughs> All right. What the hell? All right, I've lost all control. Um, this week we were bumpered in with a band that nobody's ever heard of. I maybe, heard of them. Maybe me and Kat. They're called Prefab Sprout. That's right. I said Prefab Sprout, formed in 1978 from Witten Gilbert Country Durham, England. I don't know. We'll go with that. Did I say country? I meant County Durham, England. Now, in, if you were somewhere around there in England, then you know who Prefab Sprout is. In the States, not so much. We know nothing. Um, I'm going to call them like pretty English pop music. Is that a good description? That's a good des- describer. Um, second album. Second album came out in 1985, and that's why they're here because of this one album. It's called Steve McQueen. Now, how cool is that? That abandoned England from the I'm late sure 70s, they named 80s. it after the actor, not the director. Right. Now, check out this album. First song is called Farron Young. Again, what does a band from England in the 80s know about Farron Young? And if a lot of you out there don't know who Farron Young is, then look him up. Second song was called Bonnie, which is what we were bumpered in with today. Third song's Appetite, another great song. And then we have this song called When Love Breaks Down. And it's freaking great. Fifth song, Goodbye Lucille. This album is just killer, no filler. I'm telling you, get the album Steve McQueen by Prefab Sprout, and okay. you won't be disappointed. Now everybody's wondering about this name. I, it, there was a thing that, that, that Patty had... McAllen had listened to the famous song Jackson. I got married in a fever hotter than a pepper sprout. It but was, he had he had misheard the pepper sprout and had prefab sprout. You're lying. That's Johnny and June. Johnny and June doing, inspired the name of the ja- band. Get out of here. <laughs> I did not know that. Anyway, check out prefab sprout. Patty's still trying to do some stuff on his own. Okay, cool. Check them out wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. And we will see you all down the road. Check out Prefab Sprout. Hit the button, babe. See ya. Didn't give you minutes, not even moments. All my life in a tower form. Shaded feelings, I don't believe you. 
When you were there before my eyes 